0: Hi, and welcome to Bloom Notes in Bloom. I'm Jen Lafferette. I'm a writer, author, and the founder of write Current. I write and publish soothing and supportive life enhancement, guided reflection journals, digital art prints and programs that help women 25 to 65 plus get out of their heads and into their hearts with words that matter. Your vision is yours alone. When I chose to release everything that wasn't a match to my values or goals, I allowed myself to align with what was in harmony with them. In the renewal of that moment, I remembered that my vision was indeed mine alone. Not only that, but I knew that it was now and always had been worthy. The gift of space within the pages of my journal allowed me to uncover that awareness and reclaim it. I now know that it was all within me, I only had to look. If you're looking to reconnect reclaim and celebrate your sense of self one moment at a time, then you're in the right place. My goal with this podcast is to help you navigate this season of your life with soothing and supportive conversations to guide you as you root in your sense of self and bloom within. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome everyone to the Bloom Notes and Bloom podcast. I'm so excited to bring you Kat DeWitt from Forest Bathing Wicklow in Ireland. Originally from the Netherlands, Kat moved to Ireland because she fell in love with the natural landscape of the Emerald Isle. She had been working as a certified national tour guide for more than seven years. Her work is all about sharing her love for Ireland with other people. Kat lives in County Wicklow, the garden of Ireland, and spends a lot of time in its beautiful natural surroundings. In 2021, she trained as a forest bathing guide because again, she wanted to share the benefits she experienced in nature with others. She loves telling stories, but during forest bathing walks, Kat lets the forest do most of the talking. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kat.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be
0: here. Oh, I am so excited. And as always on this show, we always have a pre-chat show and we're like, okay, we really need to hit record now. (laughs) So so the conversation flows very easily with Kat. And, And during the month of June, Um, when when this episode is airing, we are talking about uh, allowing ourselves to reconnect to the healing power of nature as we navigate change. And so I connected with Kat on Instagram and was immediately captivated by your gorgeous um, forest bathing in Ireland. And not only the images, but also the messages that you post and the captions. So I would just like, let's just dive into forest bathing. I'm just so excited. And the fact that you did this in 2021 as well, because I know that was like a pivotal time probably, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was working as tour guide and obviously when COVID hit, tourists didn't come to Ireland anymore. So I was basically out of a job and at first it felt like a really nice break like in the beginning, when we all thought, oh, this is going to last for about three or four months, which is a really nice time to just take time for yourself. And then obviously it lasted for about two years. And I live in Wicklow and there's literally, well, there is a small town near my house, but other than that, it's all nature. And we weren't allowed to go outside our two kilometers around our house. So that was our lockdown. And So I had no other choice to just go into nature. And obviously I moved here for a reason. I love being in nature, but this was like really extreme, not being allowed out of nature. And I felt that it actually really helped me and that it had so many healing powers and it, it just helped me with the loneliness and with the isolation. And then I thought I really, I should, share this with others once this is over, because this is such a powerful thing. And then I don't know if it's faith or or magic, or I don't know, but then uh, a course started in Wicklow. We believe uh, in that on this podcast. So yes, <laughs> Absolutely, it was, yeah. yeah, the
0: universe, divine timing.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so I saw this ad that they were uh, planning on training up forest bathing guides in Wicklow. So I applied for that and I was accepted. And then in our, I think it was our last lockdown, uh, I trained online and then as soon as lockdown was over, we had immersive training in the forest. And then as soon as that was over and I graduated, I immediately started offering this, even though that was in an autumn and maybe that's not the best time to go into the forest, especially in Ireland. There's a lot of rain here, but it, it just felt like I need to do this. And it really helped me, but it also really helped others, especially that first couple of months after lockdown people were so desperate to connect with other people again but like if you met people in the street or in the supermarket everyone would only talk about how horrible COVID had been because that was the only thing that we had experienced for two years Mm -hmm. so then people came on forest bathing walks with me and we were just connecting over did you see those plants did you see that tree I loved uh, the sound of the river or stuff like that And we didn't talk about anything else, except maybe if we talked about COVID, it was like, oh my God, being here in the forest is so healing and it's so good for you. And I feel so Mm -hmm. peaceful and so happy and I can release stress. But other than that, we only talk about what's happening in the moment around us. And I think for a lot of people, that was such a big escape from all the horrible things going on in the world. And it was just, because I notice now people share less again now that we are allowed to go out again and socialize again but in those first couple of months it was just people needed to share yeah so after my first bathing invitations i sometimes do a sharing circle and i used to say like okay share one or two words about your experience and people came with like five sentences and i was like <laughs> that was not exactly what i said but that's okay if you feel that yeah. you need to share this then go ahead and share it and that was like people really needed to talk because they hadn't talked for so long. Uh, but it was just so beautiful that it, was, that it was all about what is happening in nature around you at this moment. and what's happening within yourself in this moment. And it wasn't about what do you do for a living? Where are you from? And sometimes I feel like when you're going out with friends, the world is a little bit competitive and you're always like comparing like, oh yeah, you are doing this job, I'm doing this job, which job is better? And when you're on a forest bathing walk, you're mostly there with people you don't know. And it's not about that at all. Everyone is equal. And it's just like, what's happening in this moment? And what are you experiencing? And there's no winning or losing in experiencing because you will experience exactly what you need at that moment if you open yourself up to it. So that's beautiful.
0: Oh, absolutely. There's so much there. And, you know, really the allowing yourself to have that feeling of being anonymous, but in community and in the forest, it's just allows you to activate healing on a deeper level. It allows you to really release any self editing and judgment that you have, because no one knows who you are. No one knows what your story is, whether it's the story that you tell yourself or what other people tell you, your story is, you know, Um, and I just really love that people are connecting and, and it's, I, I hate when people say like, you know, when they introduce themselves and they say their name and then what they do, I'm just like, really, you know, or they say their names and they say, I'm so-and-so's mom. I know today's mother's day in Canada, but, uh, when the the time of taping, but I really like, I don't know. I'm just like, really? Like you are your own you know, autonomous being with your own really special, you know, cool, quirky, weird gifts, goofiness. And like, why can't we lead with that? Because it's so much more interesting.
1: The thing is for me, I always find that question, like, what do you do very hard? Because I've been so many things in the last 38 years. And like I trained as a a PR and marketing professional and I worked like that for about seven years. Then I moved to Ireland, then I became a tour guide, then tourism kind of collapsed. So I became a forest bathing guide. Yeah. But next to being a forest bathing guide, I am a small business owner. And like, I think 75% of my work is just spreading the word about forest bathing, Mm -hmm. keeping up my website, writing my newsletter, doing my marketing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So it's, People actually ask me, like, oh, my God, you're forest bathing Do you do that full time? And Like, well, no, I'm not full time in the forest. <laughs> well, yeah. I kind of am because my house is in the middle of a forest. But it's just like, no, there's so much more to that. But if people ask me, like, what do you do? I always kind of struggle with that question. It's like I, I do a lot of things and I also love to write and I love to garden. Yeah. And I'm kind of like an eclectic mix of a lot of things. So for me, it's a, it's very funny that my name's Kat, because I always feel like I have nine lives and I'm just experiencing very different things every time that I kind of invent myself again.
0: Oh, I love that. I've done so many things too, Kat, like teaching in person for nine years. And then I stayed home with my kids. I did freelance writing, marketing writing. Then I wrote and published journals and audio programs and still do and then I'm doing online remote virtual teaching again you know and and podcasting now and you know like don't put us in a box exactly (laughs) but one one of the things that I have found is when people say they lead in with you know hi you know my name's Jen I'm a teacher and and a mom of two I mean when I did that in the past that was really because I was so disconnected from who I was and what my passions were, and what I liked. And so, for me, part of being able to take those roles and, and titles uh, and away, and not say that they're not, they don't matter because they do matter to me, but that they don't define who I am as a yeah. person. They don't define my worthiness, you know, to be on on the forest path and in community with others you know that for me it started on a solo forest path walk where i used to go when i was in in the midst of divorce and a lot of change with my career at that time but you know allowing myself sometimes the question is who am i now like cuz we put so many roles on ourselves and and we i there's another podcast episode i think it's number 11 and it's about people assigning us roles and you know When we take all those roles away and we let ourselves show up as Kat and Jen on, on in person, you know, and just like, let it unfold, you know, and, and it's uncomfortable for people to say, hi, my name's Jen and stop. Yeah. You know, and, and if if we just allow ourselves to stop, because if one of the things that I love about that and is. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone.
1: And if you just
0: allowed that, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I uh, start most of my forest bathing walks with an introduction circle. And I always say, just say your first name and something that you're grateful for in nature.
0: I love that.
1: And then it's just like, oh, my name is this and that. And I'm grateful for the bird song or the sunshine or whatever comes to mind. And that is so powerful and it, it immediately connects the group together but if you go like oh hi I am Kat and I'm a carpenter or I'm a I don't know accountant mm-hmm. people immediately put a label on you like yeah. oh you're an accountant so you must be boring or something like that I don't know <laughs> we all have those those stigmas or you're a teacher and oh so you must be very warm and very good with kids or stuff like that mm-hmm. you always have an immediate thought and That is just the way we are programmed. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's lovely to just not do that. And especially like when you're force baiting in a big group and I like to keep my groups very small, but this one time I had a very big group and we were in a big circle and everyone was just like, hi, my name is this and that. And I am grateful for, and then something in nature and it almost became like a spiritual thing. And you just Mm. felt the energy change in the circle. And that was amazing. It's just just a really nice way to the exactly. yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I think as you're listening to this, you're more than the roles that you assign yourself. And so going into nature, that is where you get to shed those roles, whether you're walking the path solo, but you know, I think the next step in, in most people's journeys is to allow themselves. So I think a lot of people start off in when they're reconnecting to themselves going into nature alone right and having that solo individual experience and then as you begin to get comfortable with giving yourself that time and knowing you're worthy of that time I think the next step for a lot of people is allowing themselves to go into nature anonymously in community with others with a facilitator like yourself right who can um you know, be there to support people as they are experiencing being present.
1: Exactly. And the the whole thing about forest bathing is you, it's kind of like, well, not really, it's not supposed to happen. Well, it is supposed to happen, but I always kind of hate putting it's supposed to happen or you have to do this because then you're just putting pressure on it. But the purpose of forest bathing is to get out of your head and into your body. And like your story is in your head and of course it it matters. It matters what you do. You're proud of what you did, hopefully. So your story does matter, but it's not your essence. Your essence is just who you are in your body and in the world. And your story can change. I mean, when people say like, oh, hi, I am uh, this person. This is my job. I am married with two kids that's that's totally fine that's your story at this moment mm-hmm. and but you can change careers you you can get a divorce or something else can happen the story that it is right now at this moment is not your defining story it can change every time of the day and like even if you say oh I'm happy but in five minutes time you cannot be happy right so it's just like like stuff like that kinds of it kind of all falls away when you're in the forest, if you allow it to, at least. So if you come in there with an open mind, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this forest bathing. I'm going to do those invitations. And then suddenly you feel like everything's dropped from your shoulders and it's just you in the forest. And then really magical stuff can happen. I got insights in the forest that I thought, I'm not sure where this is coming from, but it just floats into my head and... Mm -hmm. Suddenly, you see all those symbols in nature that you're like, "Oh my God, this is a sign that I'm on the right path, or that this is right for me." It's amazing what happens. It is
0: amazing; it really is. And I love that you said your story can change because some people listening will think, "Oh, geez," like and interpreted that negatively, and other people will interpret it positively. Um, but yeah, I was that person who I would have said I'm married with two children, and then later on had to say. I'm divorced and I have shared custody, you know? And so, uh, when all the roles that we give us, we, when they do change, if we've really made an identity out of them, and even at one point cat, our job is going to change at one, one day, you know, even my dad did the same job for 42. Well, not the same, same company, 42 years. He retired one day, right? Like eventually, you know, it does change. And, And so you're going to, at some point, if you're heavily making an identity out of your roles, you know, when there are shifts, it can be painful to process and redefine what that looks like for you. I know for me, redefining motherhood, that was a big thing, Um, you know, and because I had a certain picture in my head of what that should look like. And, you know, I used to say to myself, a mother is someone who sees her children every day. And I wasn't going to anymore. It was going to be, you know, half 14 days out of the month. So that was a lot to reconcile. And I spent a lot of nature walks in the forest, because as you said, that's where everything fell away for me, you know, and that's where I really started to allow myself to reconnect to who I was without the roles, because I think one of the things that keeps coming to mind for me is we don't need to introduce ourselves by our roles when we show up in the forest because they don't matter there, yeah. as you've said, right? Come as you are and come, come with an open mind and an open heart, you know? And, and just, I think nature, because I felt very numb when I was going through all of that change because there was a lot of identities stripping away. Um, and I remember thinking, you know, as they're stripping away, being in nature and allowing myself that time felt so grounding and so healing for me. And then later on, um, this past summer, which that would have been several years would have passed. I don't recommend waiting several years to allow yourself to experience community in nature, but that's what I did. Um, it was really powerful to be away with women in nature. Um, it was a weekend camp, but still, you know, um, to have that in community. And so that's what I love because not everyone can go away for a whole weekend. And I, that's why I'm so glad you're here because it doesn't need to be a weekend. Start with community for the, for the length of the walk and, and how long are your walks typically?
1: So um, my walks are about two and a half hours. So it's just basically a morning or an afternoon. And I also do uh, day programs, but I uh, do that with a friend of mine. She's a yoga teacher. So we combine yoga and forest bathing. And I'm actually uh, looking at uh, maybe creative writing in the forest to do that. And I'm thinking about uh, starting a book club in the forest. And I know I live in Ireland, so I'm not sure if that's really like a good idea when it's when it rains or stuff like that. But at the moment, we have very lovely weather. So I'm always thinking of those things when the sun is shining. And then a couple of days in advance, I get really nervous, like, oh, my God, hopefully the weather will keep up. But up until now, like there has been a little bit of bad weather if there's such a thing as bad weather or if it's just weather. But almost always when i have my walks and fingers crossed that it stays as that way the weather is pretty good or not as bad as, as they forecasted
0: <laughs> oh good good oh that would be so amazing to do the writing in the forest and also yeah. the um to do the reading in the forest like the book club in the forest
1: yeah so forest bathing really opens up your creativity And I sometimes have like creative invitations, I make nature art or uh, write a poem about nature. But I I feel that if you do that in a two and a half hour walk, people are, not everyone, some people are really into it, but some people are like, okay, I'm not really there yet. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if I could do a day in the forest in the morning, just immersing yourself completely in nature, and then after lunch, opening up your creativity with some exercises, I think that would be really, really cool. I think that um, would be
0: perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's it, like allowing yourself to just explore the what's possible, right? And in, you know, having that reconnecting to presence and feeling in nature and then the, the words and expression will come through in the afternoon and maybe they're even sketching, who knows, right? Yeah. Whatever it comes through, that is just yeah.
1: amazing. No, like like sometimes, like you said, when you're going on solo walks uh, in the forest, what I always do when I'm really overwhelmed, I live next to a forest and I just put a chair in that forest, even though it's not mine, but I just have just around the corner of my garden is a little chair in the forest. And I just sit there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm completely overwhelmed by whatever is happening in my life. And I'm just like, okay, what would a tree do? Which is a ridiculous question because a tree does nothing and everything at the same time
0: yeah but
1: it's just it's so grounding to just sit there and look at a tree and just like okay I'm overwhelmed for this and this reason but what would a tree do in my situation and the answer is always the same a tree would do nothing a tree would just be because it's just growing it's producing oxygen it's producing shelter and food for animals and sometimes for people too but it's just it it's just it's being there mm-hmm. and it's doing whatever it is that that it was created for. And then even though you cannot really apply that to your own life, you cannot stand in the forest the whole day, but it's just like a reminder, like I am a human being. I am not a human doing. I'm not a human thinking. I'm a human mm-hmm. being. I need to just be. And like, if you do nothing, the world will still keep on turning. And I noticed that within myself, even when I'm guiding the forest bathing walks, it's like doing nothing is so hard for me. It's like, so that is the most hard, the hardest part of all. It's just like yesterday I had a walk and I send people out, like go on your own journey for 20 minutes. And that's always the, the time that I prepare my tea, but that only takes like five minutes. So I was doing that and I set it up And then I was sitting there and after five minutes, I was like, is it time yet? No, it's not time yet. And I was like, oh my God, I cannot do nothing for more than five minutes. And I know that that is what I hope that people will get from my walks. And it is different when you're a participant in the forest bathing walk or you're leading the forest bathing walk. because There's a forest bathing guide. You always need to be aware of your surroundings and that everything is safe and that everyone is feeling okay. But it was just like, I don't know how to do nothing. So that's like my big struggle to just be in that forest and do nothing. And a lot of people say to me like, oh, you're doing forest painting. Well, I do it every time I go for a walk in the forest. And it's just, it's not the same. Because if you go for a walk in the forest, you're passing through nature. yes, And you, you don't notice what's going on around you. You're actually doing something. You're going from A to B. And sometimes you want to go there within the hour because you want to get your 10,000 steps in or something like that.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And when you're forest bathing, my forest bathing walks are sometimes like one kilometer, not even that. It's just, and you take two and a half hours for that. So it's just a lot of sitting still, standing still. Like I have an invitation that you just, you need to, or you don't need to, but I invite you to connect to a tree and I guide people through that. So look at the tree, touch the tree, stuff like that. Uh, discover the forest floor underneath the tree, mm-hmm. listen to the sounds around the tree. And I, then I just I say, okay, just start by looking at the tree and then I'm silent for two or three minutes. And so it takes about 15 minutes before you're done with that exercise. And it's just so different And when you go on a walk, you probably won't even see that tree. And at the end of this exercise, you are like, and I always ask, share the, the best thing about your tree and people come up with such amazing things. And I'm like, if you're going for a walk, you don't notice that. And that's okay, because the whole purpose of going there is completely different. Mm-hmm. And I love going for walks and going on hikes and stuff like that. But it's something completely different. And I try to explain that to people who are a bit skeptic because there are a lot of skeptical people when it comes to forest bathing and they're like, yeah, no, I spend a lot of time in nature. I can do that by myself and you can do it by yourself. That is true. Although I find it very hard to do it by myself, even though I'm a trained forest (laughs) bathing. (laughs) guide. It's just, it's so much easier if someone tells you, okay, Jen, here's a river, sit with the water. I will call you back in 20 minutes. And then you don't have to look at your watch. You're just sitting there until you hear my ridiculous bird call that I have. Oh, <laughs> You know
0: what's interesting? I'd invite people that think they can do it by themselves. What causes them to think that they need to be alone? You know, why won't they allow yeah. themselves to have that experience in community? And have, and, and, you know, I would guess, guessing that it's because it's probably slightly uncomfortable for people to learn, like you said, to spend 15 minutes connecting to a tree. They might feel silly. They might think they're not doing it right. And now there's all these other people that are doing it too. And this, you know, it's that the discomfort that rises in us, whenever that happens, it's funny how so many people that our first instinct can be to isolate. Yeah. You know, but it's just like,
1: the uncomfortableness of it is in Mm -hmm. your head Mm -hmm. it's like when you're thinking about it it makes you really uncomfortable but when you're actually doing it it is totally normal yeah and it's just a natural thing yeah so that is i always say to people i call the exercise that i do invitations because i invite you to participate if for whatever reason you don't want to do that then just go for a stroll and relax in your own way but that it's never happened that people say, no, I'm not no. doing this.
0: No, they'll do it. Of course. Cause it's like, it's part of the experience. And the other thing too, is, I mean, talking to Kat, Cat, you know, facilitates rapport like that, right? We had instant rapport when we chatted. So I can just imagine you and we're not, I mean, we're in zoom right now. I can just imagine your ability to capture people's rapport standing in the, you know, the, the bed of the forest or the, the opening of the forest, you know, like you just have this way about you that makes it very easy to connect with you and to trust. Like if you said, okay, Jen, I want you to start connecting to, I don't know, these are artificial (laughs) vines behind me right now, but do you know what I mean? Like I have yellow tulips over there. I would, I would do it. So I think it's, I think that's part of it is, you know, when you are allowing yourself to have this experience, like just know that, you know, trust yourself to connect with your forest bathing guide and that they really are here to help facilitate the best experience possible for you. And that like, part of that is allowing yourself to feel this into this new experience, you know, and just without expectation of what it should be like, I think.
1: I think that's it. And a lot of people come on my walks, they kind of heard about forest bathing, but they have no clue what it actually is. It's just like, oh, it sounds lovely. Let's do that. And then they have no expectations. And I think that's the best way to approach it. Like, okay, I'm just going to see what happens and just, but it is, it is kind of like almost like a triangle. It's like, I am the facilitator. I hopefully create like a safe space for people. But then it's the forest. The forest does all the work. Like mm-hmm. I don't have I come up with those invitations, but I, I I come up with them when I'm I'm always doing a pre-walk, so I'm never going into the forest with a group of people and didn't prepare. I'm always there. I know what I'm going to do and how long I'm going to spend at certain locations. But two or three days in advance, I'm going to that forest, even though it's a forest I've done many, many walks in, because every every day is different but also like every season is very different and like nature changes very fast especially at the moment and so I walk the way I want to walk and sometimes I'm like no this doesn't actually work I'm going to walk the other way around I'm going to ha- walk into another direction and then I just see kind of what I come across like oh this is really nice clearing with some really nice trees or maybe it is like something different, like I have a forest that I do a lot of forest bathing walks in and the walks that I do, there are always like the, the skeleton is kind of the same, but then there's a lot of things that I change every time just because maybe the clearing where I normally say, uh, try to connect with a tree, suddenly there are lots of flowers there or something like that. And then I just change my invitation to do something with those flowers, with the ferns that are growing there. And it's just, I let the the forest guide me in Mm -hmm. what kind of invitations I uh, give my participants. And then obviously they're not connecting with me. They're also connecting with me, but that is not the point. Like you don't come on a forest bathing walk because you want to connect with me. I'm just there because I'm the facilitator. And it's nice if you also connect with me and that's great. And that's the more you connect with me, the more fun it is for me. But other than that, it's like nature is doing what it's supposed to do. They're doing the work and the participant is doing the work with nature. And that's what they do and how they connect with nature. It's just so different for everyone. Even if, if maybe the way they're open to it, or maybe they experience something before in nature, or I don't know what's happening in your life at the moment can be very defining of what you're experiencing in nature. And it's just, it's, it's always like one cannot be without the other. I cannot do the forest bathing walk without the forest. I cannot do them without the participants. And they kind of need me to guide them. Because if you're doing a forest bathing walk by yourself and you have to decide if you go left or right, then you're in your head. Yes. So if you, you really want to get out of your head, you need someone to tell you, okay, we're going left here. And then without thinking, you go left. And if you're doing it by yourself and you come at a crossroads, you're like, okay, which way am I going? And then you're in your head again. So you constantly kind of break that flow of being Mm -hmm. in nature and, um, being relaxed. And of course, like, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, go ahead.
1: The, the forest, um, Because that's why forest bathing is so good for you. It's not only that you can relax in the forest, but it's also um, because trees, they release uh, phytoncides, which are like essential oils that you breathe in when you're in the forest. Mm. And when you're next to running water, there's all these negative ions in the air that help you to relax and that relax your nerve system and stuff like that. So it really is like almost like a threesome. Like you really need all the parts to have like the best experience.
0: Right. That's awesome. No. And you know what? It's part of, it's another modality and another tool that you can allow yourself to take good care of you and, you know, seeing your forest bathing guide as another practitioner that you go and see that helps you take good care of yourself. Right. And helps you nourish yourself. Right. And your spirit and how you're feeling and you know realizing that y- you have the knowledge right and that they're and their participants are benefiting from that and you know i think we all naturally attract because messages land sometimes you can say the same thing as other people and and they'll and and you might have experienced this. oh somebody told me this before but i didn't understand it then but when you said it cat it landed and I got it because certain messages really land from depending on who's delivering it. And when your participants come, they probably are naturally attracted to you to as their guide to trust them in the forest. And I have no doubt that the forest is speaking to you and saying, what your participants need on that given day like just intuitively you know like that's why you said oh we're going to do these flowers cuz probably you know whatever those flowers are bringing up is going to resonate with a lot of the the people that are on that walk
1: yeah definitely and and like the other day i was in the forest and i was just sitting there in a clearing that i'd never been in before and i was like this would be an amazing place to have like a book club or do to read or to write with each other. So then whole new ideas of what I could do in the forest just came to me just by, by sitting there and just letting the forest speak to me or letting my imagination flow. I'm not sure what triggered it, but it's just like, sometimes you just come to a place and you're like, you know what would be amazing to do here? And then it just kinds of comes together. And I think for a lot of people um, going on a forest bathing walk with a guide, it's also kind of like the uh, feeling of safety, mm-hmm. especially if people live in cities. I think people who live close to a forest or in a rural area, they might be very used to walking in a forest by themselves. But I noticed that if I have people who live in cities coming on forest bathing walks, they're always like, I always feel a little bit unsafe when I'm in the forest. Yes. And but and the thing is, if you look at the statistics, that is ridiculous. The forest is like the safest place to be. Like the city, that's where it's all happening. <laughs> that's where you should be scared. But I mean, I get it. Like especially for women, if you're in a forest by yourself.
0: This is a good marketing thing, Kat. Write this <laughs> down. <for laughs> marketing purposes, but it's true. Cuz I'm No, it, it is I, true. You know, I I go for walks uh, like a conservation area and it's like a trail marked path, you know, there's families that go and I've had friends like, and I'll walk by myself and I've had friends say, you feel safe walking that path by yourself. And, and so, you know, if that's you listening, someone, if that story resonates of, I don't feel safe walking alone, I have a lot of friends that say that you're so brave, Jen, that you walk that marked trail cat alone. Okay. And you know, the thing is, but they want to be able to go, but they don't go by themselves. So this is where forest bathing and, and that's not forest bathing, that's just going for a walk, but this is where the organized forest bathing is even more important than ever to create that feeling of safety yeah, and community. And also to really ha- have the full benefit of nature, not just passing through, not just yeah. taking off your 10,000 steps or whatever it is, you know, like really allowing yourself that time to just be, you know. But it's like if,
1: if you go to the forest and you are scared, what do you do? You're going to walk faster and mm-hmm. you're going to be constantly looking around you like, are there other people here? Am I being followed? Yeah. And I invite people to just sit there or even lie down and to close their eyes, which is that asks for a lot of trust. I mean, th- those people don't know me most of the time. So they really need to trust me if I say, okay, I invite you to close your eyes, lay down. And then I think it's just the idea that there is a forest baiting guide who is standing there with their eyes open, who is keeping an eye on things if they're would be any danger they would see it and you can just sit back and relax yeah I think that is a big part of it and again I mean forests I'm not sure how it is in Canada but here in Ireland forests are very safe and there's not a lot that can happen and I go hiking by myself a lot and then I'm just like up in the hills and there's no one there sometimes there's not even phone reception and I remember someone asking me like oh my god are you going there all by yourself? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, why why don't you go with other people? And I said, well, I like going with other people, but I also like going by myself just to clear my head and Uh just to be by myself. I like walking in my own pace. So sometimes I go really slow and then I, I speed up a little bit. And one day I was walking with another girl and we met a guy who was also hiking. And she was like, if you meet this guy, when you're by yourself, are you not scared? And I was like, well, no. yeah, Because what are the odds that someone would climb a hill, go on an hour-long walk where normally you wouldn't meet anyone just so he can murder me? That is right. just ridiculous.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: And I'm not saying that it cannot happen. I mean, I, I know horrible things happen, but they happen so little that it always if it happens it's big big news because it right. hardly ever happens so i'm like
0: and i think for women i think this like a lot of this is centered around the culture that women grow up in you know and like you know if you're walking to your car put your key in your hand and like look behind you so it's almost like we're taught to not feel safe in our own yeah. environment you know we're taught that we can't go into the forest by ourselves, right? Like look at what happened and and, and fairy tales perpetuate that, right? Like all the fairy tales, like little girls in the forest, not safe, not safe. So yeah, I think the work that like is happening with you where you're creating that safety for people And, you know, for some people, the forest bathing walks with you might create that safety that they need to then venture onto their own. Like that might be like a a next graduation type step, you know, for people so that.
1: I actually have a lot of people in, in my uh, forest bathing walks that, um, they live in Dublin. So Dublin is a big city in Ireland and I live about 45 minutes to an hour from the city and for people from i'm not sure why that is because i always think dublin is very close to me but people in dublin always think that Wicklow is very far away so they come on forest bathing walks and obviously they come here because we have lots of forest in wicklow and then they have this experience and a lot of the people say at the end of the walk like oh my god it's actually so much closer than i thought it would be and it's so beautiful here and i want to come back just to walk through the forest because like i said we only cover like one or two kilometers and they want to see more. So I always think like that really makes me happy when people say like, I want to come back, but just with my family, with my dog, just to walk here. Because like, what is better than inspiring people to spend more time in nature? I think that is like the best thing you can say to me at the end of the walk is not, I'm coming back for another forest bathing walk, even though that would benefit me, but I'm coming back just to experience more nature. I love that when that happens.
0: I love that too. And I mean, I'll just say, I, I would venture for people who are considering forest bathing. Don't just go for one, commit to multiple, you know, commit to, I don't know, four, right? Because you're going to have a different experience. It's a stepping stone. The first time you go, You're going to have that experience. Then the next time you build and the third time you build and the fourth time you build, you know, because you're going to be, especially if you're navigating a season of change, one is not enough. Yeah. You know, and, and for myself, I had to acknowledge that I was somebody that would try something once, and then I wouldn't always go back. And I had to say, but I knew that it was good for me. And I'm not alone, I know, because I've talked to so many women about that. But I had to, I got to the point where for myself, I had to say, what if I just allowed myself to keep exploring this? Because I know I'm not done yet. Like this is, you know, I know I'm not done. And I think that a lot, like knowing that you're worthy of your time investment, your financial investment in yourself, and just allowing yourself to explore that edge, right? That edge of allowing yourself to be guided in nature, to allow someone else to facilitate you. And, and in this, um, because it makes all the difference because so often we say, I'm just going to try something once we know it's good for us. And then we say to ourselves, this is self-indulgent. I don't think I should continue because you know, who am I, to give myself two and a half hours in the forest. You know, I have my whole to-do list over here. And then we start thinking about our roles again, when we get out of the forest. So I, for everyone listening, you know, whatever that is for you, maybe it's forest bathing, maybe it's something else, but what was the last thing that you only allowed yourself to do one of that you knew was good for you, that you knew You weren't done yet, but you just thought this is too self-indulgent for me. I can't continue, even though you, you felt like this is helpful because as soon as you move past that and say yes, and allow yourself that more than one life opens up in a really big way. And, and then you get, you know. Especially you get to just experience that full sensation of the forest or, you know, um, for me, I think I did painting and and horseback riding, all different sorts of things.
1: So, yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm going to push people more than
0: once. You got to go more (laughs) than once for everything.
1: No, especially with like forest bathing has loads and loads of health benefits. and But you need to repeat it, obviously, because after a two and a half hour forest bathing walk, those benefits can last for up to, I think, three weeks, something like that. But then obviously you need to repeat it. And what I like about um, people who actually come back and sometimes it's even in the same forest and they say like the experience is so different, even though the walk is quite similar. But I mean, nature is always changing, but you are always changing as well. And it's a big difference. Like if you go on a forest bathing walk in January, for example, a lot of people experience like the January blues and, Mm -hmm. oh, you just had Christmas. And then there's this pressure of, oh, you need to set goals for the new year, but you're just very, very tired. And so your whole mindset is so much different than when it's like March or April. And it's just, the, the forest is very, very different, obviously. And I always feel like, if we would live more within the seasons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, I always hate it when people say, oh, like the first January, everyone quits smoking and quits drinking and, and whatnot. And that is, it's just stopping or starting something in January is not natural because January is like ah. the middle of winter. And we pretend it's, it's not.
0: It's rest. It is this, th- I'm with exactly. you. Exactly. It's rest. It's rest. It has never resonated with me. January 1st has never, ever, ever no. resonated with me.
1: And it, so it's ever. not the time to start something new because your energy levels are not there yet. And that is completely normal because mm-hmm. we have short days and stuff like that. And so I always try when people come on a forest bathing walk. Most of my forest bathing walks I end with um kind of reflection walks. Mm -hmm. and I always send people into the forest by themselves and I let them reflect on something and I always connect that to the season that we're in or the month that we're in so like when spring was there I always said and like Irish spring starts on February 1st which is ridiculous because it's very very cold in February but
0: (laughs) my mom's birthday I'll have to tell her that's
1: (laughs) that's like the Celtic calendar uh dictates that that is when spring starts and it doesn't like if you look at the weather and if you look at nature but it is it's kind of symbolic and i always say like forget january and skip well don't skip that month but just rest in that month and don't set yourself any ridiculous goals that you cannot make and then february is the time where you kind of start waking up so i always try to connect whatever i want to them to reflect on with the season mm. and i really really think and this is an insight that i got from forest baiting and being so much in nature if you just look at what would a tree do a tree would do nothing in january so that is that's like my answer like okay i yeah, know we're, we're doing nothing now because you you need the daylight for your energy and you just you have that more in summer obviously than in winter if you're in the northern hemisphere so mm because obviously when you're in Australia, January is a whole different story. So I'm just talking about Ireland here and it really kind of flows more natural if you allow to live within the seasons. And then if you come back on a forest bathing walk, maybe a month later or two months or three months, then you notice different things, not only in nature, but within yourself. And I don't want to say that's like my life goal, but it is like something that I really want to imprint in people. Like try to kind of mirror your life to what's happening in nature Mm -hmm. because we are part of nature as well. And I think that is something that we really forget. Mm -hmm. But we are just really evolved animals, basically. So if you're looking at the birds, they know exactly what to do and when to do it. But we're kind of always going against it like no, no no we can make our own lives we can make our own destinies but if you just allow nature to guide you life gets so much easier
0: mm-hmm. it does and I, I, I think... don't
1: think that was your question but I'm just ranting on there no.
0: no well that was you know that brings me to the, the my she, you just got right to get got right to the punch cat because I was gonna say what's that first next step for people to get started and it is to be right to consider what would your life be like if you mirrored it to nature and and the seasons and you know considering um and and nature shows us right nature's resting in the winter um this episode airs just before Uh, I think the second week in June, if you're listening. So as you're listening to this summer solstice is very close, right? We're about eight days out from summer solstice, I think when this episode airs. So that's when the burst of energy really comes through. And we feel that, you know, and the spring equinox that we had in March 20th, you know, that energy is really like to me, that's when I kind of feel like, okay, now things are coming up. And for me, my writing season is the summer solstice to fall equinox. And that's when I have that energy. And in that um, my writing really rests in the winter, right. And the springtime. And, and when I allowed myself to see that I was like, oh, so I can don't have to pressure myself to write year long, <laughs> I can just go with the flow and the energy. And, and I think I love that practice that you said that I love that the effects last three to four weeks and, you know, what would life look like if we allowed ourselves to do forest bathing monthly, you know, and, and in community, um, you know, I have something else that I practice. I do float, um, therapy and like those sensory deprivation tanks. And it's the same idea of, um, it's, they last three to four weeks, so you should do it monthly. And I find that I'm ready to go back and I know that I'm ready to go back. So I have a sneaking suspicion that anyone listening who does allow themselves to try forest bathing, your body will tell you when you're ready to go back. And I think that's really like, you know, that first step is tuning in, allow yourself to get into nature in the forest bathing, really feel what that feels like and let your body tell you when it's ready to go back because it will and don't ignore it
1: don't ignore the you, call you can even right? make it more simple than that i mean you don't cuz i live with a lot of nature around me and i live next to a forest but even if you just like i think everyone has like a park or a garden nearby where they can go it's just if you want to start doing this and you you feel like you're not ready to join like the forest bathing walk or maybe They are not available where you live. Just go to a natural area and it can be your back garden. It can be a park. It can be a forest, whatever you want. You basically only need a little bit of greenery and a tree or something like that. And just sit in it for 20 minutes. And that is something in the beginning, which is really hard to do. And what I used to do is I would set a timer because otherwise you are going to look at your phone constantly like, oh, is it time yet? Is, how, how long how long have I, have I been sitting here? And then I look at my phone and like, oh my God, I have a message. And that is not the idea. Don't look at your phone, leave your phone or put it on uh, airplane mode or something like that yeah. and just set a timer. So you hear when your 20 minutes are up and after those 20 minutes, you can either stand up and go, or if you feel like it, just, just sit there. And when I was starting my forest bathing training, that was what I did every day. And I'm a little bit ashamed to say that I'm not doing it every day anymore, but I should. So this is a reminder for me to go out there again every morning. And just by by doing that like a couple of times a week, that really helps you to connect with nature and to release stress. And it's very good for your immune system. Mm -hmm. And it's just so simple. It's just you go to a green space, it doesn't have to be big. And you just sit there for 20 minutes. And the 20 minute, you can also do it for 10 minutes, but 20 minutes is better because after 20 minutes, nature around you settles. So you come into nature and birds will fly away. And uh, insects will fly away because they're scared of you. But then after 20 minutes, nature is restored again. So if you are in in an area with, with a lot of birds, for example, and you sit very, very still, they will come really, really close. And I kind of feel, I'm not sure if this is true, but I kind of feel that I kind of got into like a friendship with a Robin in my garden because he kept coming back and he came really close. And he was always like very curious. Robins are very curious birds. So they always come looking like, what are you doing there? Why are you sitting there? And it could be that it was a different Robin every day. I've absolutely I doubt no it, Kat.
0: I think it was the same one. But
1: it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, hello, my friend. There you are again. And it's just really a nice thing to do. But again, I'm not really good at doing nothing. So for me, it was really like an endurance exercise. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit here for 20 minutes. And I really have to get back into it because I kind of lost touch with that practice. Mm-hmm. But it is really an easy way to just to get familiar with being in nature. And I think if you do that a lot, then it gets easier to take the next step and to maybe go on a forest bathing wall. Yeah.
0: I love that. And how can we connect with you online? Where can we find you? I'll put it uh, in the so show notes too. I
1: have a website, which is forestbaitingwicklow.com and you can find me on Instagram at forestbaitingwicklow. And that's the, the best way to reach me online.
0: I've so enjoyed our conversation thank you so much for joining me today
1: thanks for having me I really like coming on your show
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of blue notes in bloom your presence and words matter stories connect us and are a comforting presence in every season of life they are deeply meaningful extraordinary and sacred to the hearts and minds of those you choose to share them with I'm so glad that sharing mine has created connections and friendships with women around the world. Your moments of joy, laughter, strength, resilience, care, and compassion are what make you interesting. Never shy away from sharing them within the privacy of your journal pages and openly with those you trust and those who are worthy of receiving them. It takes courage to live from your values. It takes courage to not settle for anything less than meaningful. It's powerful and tenacious to choose to be and live free and playful, to work from your vision and not to it. You are worthy of your desires. I'm so glad you're here. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and share this episode with a friend. To share your takeaways, tag me on Instagram at Bloom Notes in Bloom. Want to help more women reconnect, reclaim, root, and celebrate in their sense of self with Bloom Notes in Bloom? Leave a review on your favorite listening platform. Make it a great week.